You're listening to the Maximum Storytelling Podcast, where you'll learn how to produce compelling video marketing content for your law firm through visual storytelling. Maximum Storytelling is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. And now, your hosts, Josh Nagel and Annika Godlewski. Hey guys, another week of Maximum Storytelling. It's Annika and Josh. And this week we are talking camera angles and how they affect the look of your face and your overall video, really. You don't really think too much of it until you see a video like, oh my gosh, that is not a good angle. It actually affects the way that the shape of your face looks. I mean, the, so there's a couple of different factors that go into it. The, the lens that you're using, how close you are to the camera, and then the angle of which you actually have the camera in relation to how you're set up. So a lot of people do kind of like you and I right now, how we're, you know, front facing and the camera's directly facing us. We're talking to it. If you're comfortable doing that, I think this is the most common angle, especially for like YouTube stuff and, and creating content because you want to like engage with your viewer. So it's almost like having a conversation with them. They feel like they're there with you. You're sharing information directly to them. So this is probably the most common way, you know, when you're recording videos yourself, having the camera set up. If you see um, like an interview set up to where somebody else is shooting, a lot of times they will do something like this to where you're off to the side and you're talking this way. So you don't have to make eye contact with the camera. You're talking to that person, which is great because you're not looking at the camera. It helps you kind of focus and it's more like a conversation. So when you're doing something this way, obviously it looks a lot different than if you were having the camera faced up to you dead on. So this is probably the most common way, but so I think we can talk through ways to make yourself look the best with the camera set up directly in front of you, you're talking to it and creating content for your YouTube channel or your website. And one quick thing too is, okay, so let's just say you haven't hit record on the camera yet and you're looking at the camera and even though, like for, it's easy to do, especially when you're on Zoom or you're live streaming or whatever, but it hasn't started, nothing's recorded yet. It might appear that you have a good angle just as you are, but I would encourage everybody to just even do a, a 20 second test video first and see how that looks going back and watching it versus just trust, trusting your gut that it looks okay before you start recording. It's just, it's, it's like 20 right. seconds that could save you tons of time in the future. Absolutely. And everything from, you know, like we said, how close you have the camera to you is probably going to affect, especially if you have like a prime lens, which a prime lens is a fixed focal length. So like a 50 millimeter and that's all you have. It's 50. So to zoom in, you literally have to move the camera closer. To zoom out, you move the camera back. A lot of people just do like a, uh, a lens that has zoom capability. So you can be wide or you can zoom in closer. And that's obviously going to affect the way that you look on camera and the way that you frame up. And a lot of people, you know, both of us right now, we've got a kind of like a medium shot here. This is like a medium shot. A close up would be just the face. A wide shot would be almost like a full body or knees up. So depending on your setup, you may or may not want to show what's in your environment if it's not very pleasing to look at, right? If you, you're in a, you know, a closet or something, you, don't, you know, maybe want to show everything that's going on behind you. Right now I'm in my basement. I've got a lot of stuff going on over here besides you can't see because I'm, I'm cropped in a little bit tighter. You can see the garbage can in the corner because I didn't adjust my camera like just perfectly so. Which, you know, things like that you can always fix and post to if you happen to be, you know, just a little bit out of frame, you can always zoom in and crop a little bit to make it perfect. 
But like Annika said, just taking 10 seconds to kind of check out your shot before you actually press record or go live, you know, may save you tons of time later on. I have an example pulled up here that shows um, the lens that you use, how it affects the way that you look. So not only the face of your shape, but the background behind you. If you're using a lens that's like a wide angle lens, like a 20 millimeter, you're gonna have that wide look, but it's also gonna be like, you know, your nose is like stretched out and your face is almost like bulging Herbed and, and kind of not flat like at all. Like a fishbowl, almost like heavy, I'm sure exactly. people have heard of a fishbowl lens where it just kind of makes everything look like you're in a globe. Mm -hmm. And also, so say you're somewhere like, and you want to show the background off, you're somewhere really cool, you're like, a, maybe you're in a city and you want to get the skyline behind you. If you're using a wide angle lens, the background is going to see uh, seem so much farther away than you actually are. Um, so say you use a 20 millimeter lens, the background is going to be, you're going to see it all in the frame, right? If you use like a 75 millimeter lens, even if you have the same crop, you may, maybe you move the camera all the way back, that background is going to be pulled in towards you. It's going to be compressed. So it's going to be blurred out a little bit, but you're also not going to be able to see the full skyline. It's going to be almost like cropped in back there. Even though you look the same in the frame, you might not be any bigger or smaller, but the background will change just because the compression of that lens. So I'm going to share my screen really quick and show it's almost you. almost like the difference between portrait mode and regular mode on an iPhone. Exactly. So this is just an example of what your face looks like at the bottom. It shows the different focal lengths. So all the way down to 20 mil, you see how the face looks almost like you said, you know, the nose is sticking out. It's not flattering at all. As you move like a up, it really does. It really does. I think that 85 millimeters is like the sweet spot. A lot of photographers will use 85 which is like a mixture between here and here is like the most flattering look. 50 millimeter is equivalent to about what we see as, you know, as the human eye. Uh, but you look at the difference of 20 mil here and then the 200 mil. So the face is a lot different. It's almost like it's like you got a nose bending. job. It really does. It's uh, it's crazy. So if you're, you know, a lot of people, are cautious about the way that they look on camera. They want to look a certain way. So be mindful of the focal length that you're using when you're recording yourself. So when I'm shooting interviews, a lot of times I'll use a 50, 85, or even 100 mil. It just makes the face look a lot more natural. And then also you're going to get a lot more separation with the background. So you're going to be able to blur that out. And a lot of that will um, be affected by the aperture of the lens too. So if you're not familiar with an aperture, that is like, you know, your lens will say like 1.4, 2.8, 5.6. So the lower that aperture is, the more light that gets into the camera, which allows that background to be kind of blown out of focus. So a lot of my lenses are like 1.8, 1.4, which you can really, you know, you're the only thing in focus. So it brings all the attention to you. You're not looking at the background. So if you don't have a very flattering setup, if you're using a 1.4, 1.8, even a 2.8, you're going to get that really kind of satisfying look. Uh, it makes it look a little more high end and paired with good audio, good lighting, you're going to have a killer setup if you get that right. So if a lot of, and I'm not saying only ladies, but a lot of ladies have the double chin fear right? We are, we never want the extra, especially as we get older, all of the double chin action to show. 
Um, and so, and this is just, I mean, there's no scientific or special technique or anything behind it, but I find for myself that if the camera is a little bit higher, you know, than my nose, then it's naturally going to cast shadows down and you're not going to see a double chin. So like if I'm up like this, you're going to be able to see it. And if I'm down a little bit more, it's going to make my face look longer and you're less likely to see it. Absolutely. Um, but even if you're turned to the side, see how you can see, you know, that obviously looks like I have a double chin when I'm on the side, probably because I do a little bit, but when you're face, when you're totally straight to the camera, you don't. So even when um, you're doing an interview with somebody else, you don't feel like you have to be totally to the side. You can still talk to them. You can still have your shoulders and your, your face a little bit towards the camera without sacrificing the setup, you know, and how everything looks. And a lot of that too will um, be affected by the lighting and the way that the shadows fall on your face. So if you have your light that's more up and kind of down at an angle, like I have a light right here that's up kind of pointing down at me. I've got another one over here that's kind of filling in. I can show you the difference. Let's turn this light off. So this is just normal lighting from my screen, okay? So this light here, you can see already that it kind of, well, has like, this is automatic exposure, so. But you can see how the light's down here. It's creating a shadow here. I almost got like a triangle right here on the side of my face. This is a, a pleasing cinematic kind of look. And then you add this other light that's kind of a fill. Maybe it's a little bit too bright. We can dial that down a little bit. But again, we're in natural or um, automatic exposure here, so it hasn't really... A lot of times when you're shooting yourself, you probably have the same setup. So if you get your camera dialed in the way that you like it, you can literally just leave it on the tripod. You know that it's a good angle. You know your lights are in a good place. So all you have to do is really about delivering your content and knowing what you're going to talk about. So I want to, I've got another example here of, um, let's see. I found, uh, so this is the difference of the background. So this is the same place, right? They're in the same exact spot. She hasn't moved. She fills up the frame the same, just kind of this medium shot here. Look at the background. So at 24 uh, millimeters, you can see like everything. You can see this trail. You can see this side over here. You bump all the way down to 200. It's literally compressed so much that you only see like this side of it and what's behind her. So it brings that background like almost like right up close to her. And I've seen some really cool ways of people doing like, like a, a wave is going to like crash into them. But even though they might be 50 feet away from the mm -hmm. ocean, the way that that background's compressed, it really looks like that they're standing so close to it. So those are all things to keep in mind. This is 1500 or, or they're really solid the way that they look, but even you can tell a little bit with her face, the way that, um, you know, the focal length kind of affects that. But the background, especially here, you can really tell the difference between um, the compression. What happens, okay, so this would happen, and I know that you were on um, WTOL being interviewed quite a few times. And so in this instance where you finally get some sort of media attention and a reporter, you know, somebody picks up your press release and a reporter wants to interview you. I know things are a little different right now because of COVID and a lot of interviews are happening via Zoom. But let's just say you're invited into a station. You have zero control over the lighting. You have zero control over the, where the cameras are. All you can control is yourself and how you're sitting. What would you recommend for, I mean, I know it kind of depends on where the lighting is, but what would you suggest to any of these attorneys who are a little nervous about how they're going to look? Uh, for Don't look at the camera. Don't look at the cameras. Um, for me, I'm used to being behind them. And so when I have to do something where I'm on camera doing an interview or something like that, it's actually 
kind of terrifying. But even though I coach people all the time to you know to be natural on camera and to kind of get a certain vibe from them, um, when you're in a live studio environment like that, it's pretty nerve wracking, honestly. So as much as you can try to just lock in on who you're talking to, like the host of the show or the anchor and just make it a conversation. And that will kind of take all the fear away of, oh my gosh, I'm on TV. And you, you, you know, they have all kinds of monitors all around so you can see yourself on there. And so it's hard to and not look. really, yeah, it really is. But treating as much as a conversation as possible has helped me in the past of getting, you know, getting through the fact that I'm on live TV and if you mess up, everyone's going to see it that way. There's no editing, you know? So like you said, you can't control, I have, you know, I like this side better, you know, and sometimes they sit me, so I'm facing this way and it's like, you know, can we switch seats? Cause I want to yeah. be over there. You can't control that sometimes. So, I mean, it's really, again, just about delivering your message and, and being knowledgeable and whatever you're talking about is the, is the key. And I also find that keeping your chin down instead of up, like if you're talking, if you're trying to do a video and you, and you find yourself like raising your chin and, and putting your head back just because that's your natural way of talking. Focus on keeping your chin down. Focus on keeping your shoulders down also because it can be so easy to like look at the, even the difference. So if I have my shoulders down and my chin down, I look like less bulky as if I'm like shoulders up and like this. You just, you don't look as, as narrow or as, um, I don't know, like a clean posture, I guess. Your posture is uh, so important. Shoulders back, shoulders down, chin down. But what you said about knowing your good side, that's super important too. And it sounds a little vain, but really stand in front of the mirror or, or take some photographs of yourself or have somebody else take photographs of yourself and figure out what your good side is because that's going to give you more confidence also in your camera. Like knowing exactly what angle you like of yourself will kind of help you along the way of finding the best way that it looks in video too. Absolutely. And we talked about, again, like the placement of the camera. Eye level is usually where you want the lens to be. You almost want it to look straight at you. Depending on what you're shooting, you might want a different emotion, you know, kind of feeling. Uh, they say if you shoot down and up, it makes you look more powerful. So a lot of times if we shoot these kind of like hero shots of attorneys and maybe we got the whole team together, we do these low angle shots to make them look like powerful. And, you know, if you see on movies a lot, they'll do that. And if they want to make somebody look kind of small and helpless, they'll shoot it from up and down. It's like they're, they're looking up at something and they're like smaller, you know, like a, like a David versus Goliath type thing. Um, so again, it depends on the kind of emotion you're trying to evoke, but if you're just doing talking head stuff like this, interview based things, probably want the camera more eye level kind of face into you, medium shots, um, good lighting, clean audio. It's like the trifecta, always. Lighting, audio, angle. Lighting, audio, angle. We're um, throwing all these like factors in, like, oh, you need the right focal length. You also <laughs> make sure like a checklist would be helpful. But like you said, once you have it all ironed out and you know what looks good, you know what's been working for you, you know, you don't have to change it. You can literally just keep it set up. If you got a studio or a space to where you're, you know, you usually record your videos. I know a lot of you probably have a conference room or something you might have to use for clients, but even just like a little piece of tape on the floor, like where my tripod, tripod legs go right here, here, and here. And you set it up that way every time and you know it's going to be, you don't have to worry about that hassle of figuring it out every time of what's going to look good. For sure. These are all really great tips. We appreciate it. If you guys have any questions, let us know. And I mean, obviously, if there's ever a video that you want us to look at and you want you know, Josh's 
expert opinion on how you can change it, please send it over. We would love to you know, give you suggestions or even share it out ourselves and, and celebrate you guys kicking butt and doing all these videos yourself at home or at the office. Well, for most people, it's supposed to be at the office, but it's also at home right now because we're all stuck at home. So, all right. Well, see you guys next week for another episode of Maximum Storytelling. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk same time, same place next week. To stay connected, join us on the Maximum Lawyer Facebook group. See you there.